You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good afternoon, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you again today. <laughs> How are you going? I'm well, thank you, Richard. How's your day going? Ah, oh, excellent, excellent. Mm. I thought I would tell you about uh, some... Uh, uh, a little uh, a challenge I've overcome, I think, Ooh. in our house. Um, you know here in Newcastle that uh, mosquitoes are a feature of everyday life. That, Just a, uh, Yeah, a delightful feature, I say uh, sarcastically. <laughs> yes. And so for we've been living this for, for many years and this year, I just got into my head that I'm going to conquer these uh, mosquitoes. I'm going to search the internet for the biggest, <laughs> baddest, most powerful mosquito killer I can find. Uh, we are going to recapture our outdoor space because you know, there's been some years when um, we couldn't even hang out laundry outside. Or, you oh. know, Jen, Jen would like put on a pretty much a hazmat suit um, to, to just get outside and put on laundry. Um, it's horrendous. So we thought, no, this is the year. So I've got, went and got some uh, big, uh, chunky product with like uh, from the internet um, with like that produced CO two uh, that had a little glow that generated heat. There was like a fan thing that would so with the the, the light, the warmth, the CO two production, uh, the fan would just suck these mosquitoes in, and uh, they had no chance that would cover this whole big area, and. Uh, I rigged it all up in the right location with the power supply and everything. And uh, two things. One, it actually worked. Like this, no. this, this guy sucked wow. in about 20 or 30 mosquitoes overnight, um, which I was very excited about. But there's a catch. Uh, it took with it a lot of moths. Oh, and, no. <laughs> um, I, I got nothing against moths. I felt bad about moths and like... In my house, you could you could listen to the frogs just making sounds. Yeah, and I yeah. think, oh no, I'm taking the frogs' food. Um, this is environmental man- vandalism. I was really torn. Really happy about killing mosquitoes, <laughs> very <laughs> and the little beetles as well. And really sad. You empty out this little catch catcher and these all these corpses of moths and beetles. You oh, feel no. terrible. <laughs> and so the ecosystem uh, yeah so i was wrestling with buyer's regret and then I, but i've come up with a solution and that is thankfully to um, i think to just run this thing during dusk um ah. while the mosquitoes are out but not so much while the moths and beetles are out they come out in the night time and so wander outside about five o'clock to switch it on wander back outside seven thirty-eight to switch it off and um i and I can the few moths that are in there by the next morning. I can I can let them out, and they seem to live. So I think we've got a happy solution of sparing the moths, <laughs> allowing the frogs to eat, and kill still still kill the mosquitoes. So <laughs> that's where we're up to. Yep. Okay. Here's the question: When you found the dead moths and beetles, was there any part of you that's like, oh well? Or you really just felt only tension? Because no, no, I, I no. occasionally get really like, oh, well. And then I think, oh, no, I shouldn't think that. It no. takes me a little while to get to the distress. Big buyer's regret, regret oh, you know, right. potentially. Because it wasn't, it wasn't heaps cheap. And I thought, no, I, I cannot do this to them. Like you know, the little <laughs> bodies just sort of falling out. It was terrible. <laughs> there was no, I mean, I'm not a farm. Yeah, maybe on the farm, you know, that's, oh, you, no, you guys no. are very comfortable with. <laughs> With the deaths of animals, but no, no, no I um, we grew up in a house without fly screens, and so we ha- often would have 
dead insects and such just you know they die by hitting the fluoro light in the house or such so yeah but i understand that feeling of like oh that's not the intended purpose of this be gone moths <laughs> fly <Yes>. free <laughs> yeah. so that's my story we'll see how the summer goes i'm expecting a, a hoping for a wonderful mosquito free summer sitting out on the back porch in the evening the whole yeah. week but we'll yeah see. i like that i like that how about you joe what's going on in your oh. world well, I've, I've decided to make a public service announcement. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is for all of those people who will ever have a renovation happen at their house because no one had warned me about this and I feel now <laughs> it's happened a few times. So the other morning my, my alarm went off at 6.15. I was very mm-hmm. ambitious. I was like, right, 6.15, get up, you know, get going, get started. And somewhere along the way I must have snoozed a few times but also then I just fell asleep again, which is unusual for me, very unusual, mm. but yeah. it happens. Then I wake up to knocking and yep. I'm like, oh, no. So as fast as I can, I get changed very quickly from my pajamas into my clothes from the day before or something like that. Mm. I rush downstairs. And by this time, they have knocked a second time. And there before me, as I open the door, is one of the builders' team, but also multiple men from the electrician's team yep. because – they had just had a job to do today and, oh, they happened to be available. So, oh, they popped around. Yep. And this has happened <laughs> multiple times where I will not be awake and ready to go when they're ready to go because Friday is yep. often my day off. Sometimes yep. I'll have a little snoozing and, oh, there they are. And then even this morning I was sitting upstairs. I wasn't downstairs like ready to go when the builder got here. He's like, you there, Joe? And I was like, oh, <laughs> rush downstairs and so i guess this is my public service announcement if you are going to renovate be ready at 7 a.m in the Mm. morning because they are there sometimes from 7 15 they you know they are diligent tradies often and (laughs) just no one had ever said that you would have you would have to start the day ready and dressed earlier and now i know that did you experience this yeah 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 you got to be a massive morning person the day is underway yeah. Yeah. Mind you, three o'clock, they're all gone. But they're all gone. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Yeah. You got to be up and ready, ready to welcome people into your home. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the public service announcement. <laughs> well, sometimes I also never know. I never know whether to offer some refreshments that early in the morning because I'm having breakfast. Hmm. Maybe they've already had. I uh, don't because I'm like, no, they're probably up no. in the morning already. And then no. that, just, you know, wouldn't be appropriate. Maybe yeah, an but, afternoon snack yeah. is sometimes what I offer. But anyway. Young guys will sometimes have a have an energy drink along with them. You know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the exciting things in my life, being woken to the, you there, Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, what have you been reading in the Bible? Well, um, I came Bible. across something interesting in Ezekiel that um, I come across, well, every time I, I go through Ezekiel and I think about it. And, uh, yeah, it just happened recently as I've been going through this book. Um, it is in, we're in Chapter 20 and mm. – um, the uh, interesting thing is in uh, chapter 20, verse uh, 5, where Lord's, uh, God's talking about um, the Exodus, and he says, um, uh, and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, on the day I chose Israel, I swore with uplifted hand to the descendants of Jacob and revealed myself to them in Egypt. With an uplifted hand, I said to them, I am the Lord your God. On that day, I swore to them that I would bring them out of Egypt into a land I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all of lands. And I said to them, each of you get rid of the vile images you have set your eyes on and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen to me. They did not get rid of the vile images they had set their eyes on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. So, Hmm. What I find really interesting there is that as you read the book of Exodus, 
about the Exodus, I don't think you get much of a hint there that the Hebrews are engaging in idolatry towards the mm. idols of Egypt. Egypt. Um, they call out to the Lord, but really you don't get much of a picture of what their religious life is. Mm. Uh, but here in Ezekiel, looking back, we learn that um, uh, they were actually practicing idolatry uh, mm. before they were drawn out of Egypt. And so that just, I think, gives a different perspective on the Exodus. We shouldn't yeah. necessarily be picturing these Hebrews you know, suffering as they are in slavery and oppression and um, you know, a, a horrendous acts from Pharaoh as um, righteous people following the yeah, words of Abraham. Waiting, hopefully, for the Lord to come. <laughs> um, yeah, praying to the God of Abraham exclusively. Yeah. They are pretty much regular idolaters. So yeah. um, that kind of just magnifies the grace of God showing to this, uh, this people. So, yeah, that's what I, uh, I love about Ezekiel. That is a good pickup because the first chapter of, of Exodus really is that the new Pharaoh who's come along doesn't recall Joseph and they've become numerous and they've been enslaved. It doesn't, you're right, it doesn't make a comment on their religious life. Um, hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. That really does make God look more merciful. Yeah, yeah. So it's helpful for our knowledge of God, rounds out, expands our knowledge of the Exodus and, yeah, a good reminder why reading through, you know, deep into Ezekiel chapter 20 uh, is is worth doing. So Yeah. 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 No, that's my... That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, well, I have um, finished Jenny Pollock's If Only, that book on contentment that I've been reading for ages. Yeah, um, great. And it's been really interesting because um, I've been wrestling with this thing that I wrestle with with a few different books around the same topic of trusting God through hard times and in suffering, which is when someone shares a story or a situation where they've faced hardship and they wrestle, they, they describe their wrestling, but they get the thing they wanted anyway. Yeah. If you're stuck in the suffering, it can feel, you can easily say, oh, it's all very well for you because you got what you wanted. Like yeah. you're on the other side now yeah. um, of this issue where, yeah. you know, I, I would like to have a child. You wanted that. You were in the same situation for a period, but you got the child. So we're different and I can't hear what you have to say. Mm. And there's a story in the book um, where I had that reaction, even though it's not a situation I'm in. I just thought, mm. oh, it's all very well for you to say that. Mm. Um, and it just made me realize how much I can have an ungodly learning attitude to mm. a book. Um, and so I, I, I guess I was, re I was reminded to continue to see that God might bless someone with a period of not being given what they've been asking him for, mm. and then they, he might give it to them. But that doesn't change the suffering or struggle they might have faced while they didn't have it. Um, yeah. But that's not actually the main thing. That was just a reflection I had from this book. Um, and I would yeah. love to talk about other, that with other people because I think it's a, a real challenge that when you're reading a book to not brush off the story if the person mm. got what you wanted. The thing that actually jumped out to me was a quote. So um, in the one of the final chapters, there's an exhortation to, to put on contentment. Mm. And so there's a range of different um, ways you do that or things you do. So choosing to, practicing gratitude, um, or the other thing is learning to lament well, copying mm. those who are godly and modeling contentment to you, just trying to be around them and growing with them. Mm. Um, and then 
much like what we talked about last week from um, Martin Lloyd-Jones, mm. another one was look to God more than the thing you long for. And oh, so yeah. he, he talked about that. Uh, and here's a quote from Charles Spurgeon that you, you might actually find familiar because it's, it's quoted in Knowing God, but um, I'll just read it anyway. Here it is. Mm. Would you lose your sorrows? Would you drown your cares? Then go plunge yourself in the Godhead's deepest sea. Be lost in the, his immensity and you shall come forth as from a couch of rest, refreshed and invigorated. Mm. I know nothing which can so comfort the soul, so calm the swelling billows of grief and sorrow, so speak peace to the winds of trial as a devout musing upon the subject of the Godhead. Wow. Yeah. Good, eh? That is a great quote. <laughs> I read it several times. Then I Googled it because <laughs> I just thought that's it. It's written so beautifully in a language I wouldn't use. Yeah. But the idea that, that so calm the swelling billows of grief and sorrow, that that the comfort we receive by devout musing on the nature of God. Mm. And it goes on to, to talk about how you can do that. Um, yeah. And it's actually really practical. She had some this idea of an emergency joy fuel, like when you're really struggling to be joyful, you do those little things like having a some particular songs that you love or particular psalms or yeah. um, particular devotional thoughts that you have, you go immediately to those emergency joy fuel things that you need yeah. in that, that moment to dwell on God, who he is. Yeah. Um, and that's as a supplement to sort of a daily reading habit and daily prayer habit. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just thought that was beautiful, um, a yeah. wonderful quote and a reminder to me that particularly when I'm looking at this book and thinking, oh, she got it anyway. Why is she using this story as a contentment story to think, wait, think more about God here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And have you had opportunities to kind of do that, put those things into practice? Um, well, uh, in the last week there was a, I, there was a setback in the um, renovation. I got grumpy. Um, mm. It was the day I got woken up as well. So it was ne I wasn't on best form and I didn't show show the team the grumpiness that I was feeling the building team but I was grumpy and um I was able to practice the gratitude thing and so I got in my car as I was leaving the house and I just wanted to say god thank you for this and this I had to I decided that I would spend the whole car trip into the hub where we work thinking counting my blessings and yeah. that was really powerful um I think perhaps the um reminder to dwell on god um and the building emergency joy fuel thing is a familiar concept but a good reminder because yeah. um, having those little things you just go straight to as a comfort. Yeah. Um, so I want to use that this week. But, yeah, definitely um, counting your blessings. There's yeah. a little um, Sunday school song I have in my head whenever, you know, there was one we were encouraged to sing was count your blessings, count them one by one, and the Lord will remind you what he has done or something. Mm. And it was just, yeah, so I, I particularly find that helpful. Fantastic. So you finished the book? Yes. And um, just give us the title and the author oh, and yes. uh, your recommendation. If Only Finding Joyful Contentment in the Face of Lack and Longing by Jenny Pollock. Um, yeah, generally a good book. Definitely made me think. Um, didn't love everything in it, but I don't love everything in any book. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I th I've uh, Katie, a friend from church, also thought it was great. So yeah. if you want to uh, have a read and have a chat with me, I would love to talk about it. Fantastic. Mm. Well, we are nearly out of time. Uh, mm. we, it has been great talking about uh, mosquito traps, building <laughs> warnings, 
Ezekiel 20 and idolatry, the Exodus, and yes. uh, finding contentment. Finding contentment. Um, thought I'd leave you with, uh, thought I'd leave our listeners with a, a, a tip if they're, in, if they're interested. Um, <laughs> my wife has put together what I think is quite a reasonable uh, or quite a very good Christmas playlist. If you're looking for a Christmas playlist, uh, this is on Spotify. Um, nice. And uh, yes, there's eight hours worth there. So it should get you, keep you going for a while. But if you're <laughs> looking for a playlist or some variety, it's just, I think it's called Christmas Sweaters, two words, lowercase. Um, <laughs> This is uh, where your name just really is just uh, yeah. ready to shine. A uh, little, little word play there, or you can search my name, but um, you may or may not find it. You may or may not be interested, but uh, Christmas <laughs> music, it's, it's, we're very close to December. So uh, I'll leave that with, uh, I'll leave that recommendation with you. Christmas sweaters on, on Spotify. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it also works because Jen knits and make yeah. sweaters so it's just it's just got so much to do with your family it's, it's layer upon layer it's that music kind of it's yeah, yeah. sweaters <laughs> knitting oh i'm not on really on spotify but i will go and look it up just because sure. you know got your back mate that sounds fun <laughs> excellent well you have a great week Joe, and I i'll will. talk to you again you next too. time sounds good see ya bye